Hello, and welcome to Medicine in the Kitchen, where we empower you with simple solutions to everyday health concerns. Welcome back to Medicine in the Kitchen, episode 53. Once again, I'm Felicia. And I'm Hesul, and we're your guides to empowered health. Today, we're going to be talking about pumpkins. So I know Halloween has passed, but hopefully you still have some leftover pumpkins and ones that are not carved and want to make some use of them. So we're going to be talking about that today. That is true, because instead of just, you know, throwing them out, maybe you could do something with them that could still be beneficial for you. After all, it's not like they're really going bad. It's pretty cool outside. The pumpkins are going to be totally fine outside as long as they're not carved. Or if you painted them, that it's, you know, the, the washable, not toxic kind of paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were talking about, um, as we were prepping for this episode, uh, different pumpkins and whether or not you could carve them. And I didn't realize how many varieties of pumpkins there actually are. I honestly started realizing these things when we wanted to make a Mexican candy, which is like um, caramelized pumpkin. It's so good. Ooh, I, that sounds so good. How do you make that? I don't know yet because it never works out because apparently it has to be a specific pumpkin. And when I look it up, it only says calabaza, which means pumpkin. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But which one? You know? Like, uh. they just, I, I have to keep looking, but there's like two versions of the caramelized pumpkin. There's one which is a little bit more like, not hard candy, but it's got like a harder sugar coating. And then the other one is kind of still in like a syrupy bath. That one we have tried and it is called calabaza and tacha. I don't really know how to translate it. So I'm just going to describe it. Mm-hmm. I think you put the pumpkin with, um, oh, what's the sugar? It's kind of like molasses mixed with brown sugar. It's, a, it's like a little, I don't know, like it looks like a hockey puck, but it's just sugar. Okay. And you put it in there. You put like cinnamon. You add a couple other spices, add a little bit of water, and you put the pumpkins um, to heat up. You cover it. You let them steam slash boil at the same time, and they turn really soft and really nice. Mm. Again, I don't know which pumpkins to use, and I don't know exactly which recipe to use. Oh, you need orange juice. You need to add orange juice there too. Different recipes, but it's good. Sorry, you were saying something. No, it's just interesting. Like, I've I've never heard of that, and it sounds really good. And I kind of want to make it, but if you can't find the pumpkin, then there's... I mean, I can give you the recipe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we can try. Did you... Where was the last time you had that? Oh, well, I had it in Mexico. I don't know if anywhere in Canada you can get it. But, like, I always crave it around Halloween. And because um, my grandfather used to love that, I try to make it for him for the offering for Day of the Dead. But, (laughs) yeah. Wow. You just have to try all the pumpkins till you find it. Yeah, but I always forget which pumpkin I used last time. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like I go there and I look at all the pumpkins and I'm just like, hmm, 
Have I tried a year before? <laughs> hmm. I know they have like the darkish greenish tone, so I always think it's acorn, but I could be very wrong. Oh, like the the acorn squash type thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think there's a, a word for squash in Spanish, because even zucchini is called pumpkin. Oh. Like calabacita, so meaning like small pumpkin. Okay. So this is why, like, when I try to translate it, I'm like, which one are you? Because everything is pumpkin. Yeah, that makes it even harder because then you don't just have the pumpkin varieties. You have all the squash varieties in there, too. (laughs) Yep. So you'll just be looking for it for the rest of time. Yeah, I probably will. (laughs) Or one day I'll just go to Mexico and be like, show me the pumpkin squash thing that you use for this. I will take a picture, bring it to Canada, go to somebody, probably Atlanta, and be like, which one? (laughs) Yes. Well, that sounds good, though. It's good. It's really good. It has a lot of warming spices. I mean, yes, it has sugar, but, like, it's good. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a perfect Halloween treat. It does. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, so that was your first introduction to the varieties of pumpkins. I guess Yes. I always like I can see that there are different varieties. Like I, I really like the white ones and the blue ones. And then there's different sizes. But, but I have you know, eaten all those or no no no. Can you even eat those ones? Um, hold on, let me let me check that site that I'm gonna be sharing with everybody because it was pretty good. It was it has a lot of interesting information about pumpkins so you said white and blue so the blue ones apparently they are edible it has a firm texture and a sweet flavor so you can use them more for like kitchen stuff not so much for baking at least well that's the japanese one the kabochan um what do you mean by kitchen stuff and not baking well apparently according to the spruce there's a specific type of Pumpkin you can use more for baking versus the one that you can do for like stews, soups, and other things. Okay, so the blue one would be more for stews and soups? Yes. Uh At least for like the, not the blue Lakota. It doesn't say anything about being edible. But Kabochan, yes. The Kaki, which is also Japanese, it says it's not the first choice for cooking, but it is edible. But the seeds are apparently really good. Ooh. yeah. Oh, I just want to eat all the pumpkins now. I know. I'm just, just what, was... what it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the, oh, I see the white ones now. Uh, baby Boo is a no to edible. Oh. The is Lumina, it... pardon? Does it say if it's dangerous to eat or it just doesn't taste good? It just is not edible. Hmm. doesn't give me much more than that but that one's a really small one that's like palm size apparently yeah I have like four of those left over from halloween so i'm like hmm can i eat? yeah i have i have one of those too like two years ago when i tried that pumpkin thing that i was telling you about mm-hmm. that one took forever to cook the seeds were yummy but the pumpkin itself was really hard and didn't taste very good okay Hmm. So, I mean, I should have probably found this page before, but 
I want you to. It sounds like they were good. Yeah, they were pretty good. Um, aside from that, I think the rest of the white ones are good for baking. There's a few that are a little like more um, savory-ish, but the white pie one is apparently very good and buttery in texture. Huh. I was like, hmm, I want to try this one. Yeah. Wow, so many pumpkins to try. Yes. I remember last year um, we carved a, like it was a big pumpkin. I don't know what kind it was, but that was before I realized that you don't just cook and eat all pumpkins. And it was, we made pumpkin soup with it. Mm-hmm. It was like very, the texture was like very off. Yeah, it was like, like the texture of the pumpkin was like a bit fibrous and it just didn't have much of a taste. Like it was very watery. You saw the, uh, the pumpkin I painted, the one that looks like a heart, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that monstrosity I used, you know. Uh, non-toxic paint, washable paint. For like all the textures, it was pretty much just um, the glue gun and construction paper and things like that. Like, I was hoping to eat that pumpkin. The yeah. seeds were not that good. The pumpkin mm. itself was not that good. It actually went bad really quickly. Yeah. So I learned that huge pumpkins are not not the best for eating. And as I'm looking through the Spruce website, none of them say anything about carving. Or edible. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that pumpkin that you made, that you painted, if anyone hasn't seen it on Hazel's Instagram, it is, it looks pretty amazing. Like, how long did that take you? Um, only two days because it was really cold outside, but I don't really know how many hours. And honestly, I have three bottles of paint. Wow. The construction paper part was the hardest, trying to get it to glue on. I learned that uh, glue gun does not work well with pumpkins. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I've never tried a glue gun with pumpkins. I'm guessing it probably just slid off. Yeah, it, it like for the veins and arteries, it kind of worked, but when you try to paint them, they kind of slide off a little bit. But if you're actually trying to get something to hold, it won't hold because of the oils, I guess, on the pumpkin. It makes it slide off real quickly. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so for the pumpkins that you can eat, what are some benefits of pumpkins? I know there are lots. Yes, they are. So we were actually talking about some of the other stuff for it, but let's go with the most basic thing. The fact that it's orange screens beta carotene, which is vitamin A. Well, it turns into vitamin A in our bodies. Um, I don't think it turns you as orange as quickly as carrots do though. (laughs) And when you say as quickly, like you need to eat a lot of carrots to turn orange. Yes. You need to eat a lot of pumpkins to turn orange too. <laughs> True. What I was actually shocked when I was looking up some things was that people use pumpkin puree as a substitute for butter. And I was like, excuse me, how? 
Pumpkin puree is a substitute for butter. Yeah, and the more I look into it, apparently they substitute that in baking. So they don't use butter, but they use pumpkin puree. Mm -hmm. I am curious to try, but at the same time, I'm trying to picture why. Yeah, like they don't really... I wouldn't think they really have the same texture. No, um... I mean, unless you get one of those super buttery tasting pumpkins that were listed in that spruce article. <laughs> Either that or, like, I don't think it's got that much fat. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you need that fat for something else, not just the moisture. But... Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I will try that out. We could do an experiment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Home experiment. I mean, aside from that, like I said, the minerals and vitamins that are in it are vitamin A, vitamin C, E, uh, riboflavin, potassium, copper, man- manganese, thiamine, vitamin B6, folate, pantoic acid, niacine, iron, magnesium, phosphorus. And in the pumpkin seeds, we also have tryptophan, I believe also magnesium, mm-hmm. say, and zinc. Yes. Yes. Which are great for sleeping. So if you take actual, there's protein powders that are just pure pumpkin. If you take some of that, I'll take very little, and you take it right before bed with a nice warm like glass of milk, go to sleep, and it will actually help you sleep. However, the, I guess you could call side effect is that it does make you hungry. So you can gain weight. Oh. Yes. And I have tried it, and I given it to my mom, because my mom, like, I swear she doesn't gain weight. But anyways, um, I've given it to her on nights when she really struggles to sleep, and she says she sleeps really good. And I can hear it from the other side. Like, she goes full-on dead to the world. And the only thing I've noticed is that you get really trippy dreams. Interesting. Like more so, because I find, I find eating before bed, most people and myself included, tend to say that they have weird dreams when they eat before bed. Is it valid? Is it more than than just eating before bed? Well, usually this has to like you know do it on an empty stomach, right before bed. Well, not right before bed, but like an hour or two before bed. But depending on the night. I have like dinner. Sometimes because we went to the gym, we would have dinner later. So it's kind of almost like right before bed, we're hoping their stomach is empty and then we can have it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it is because you are digesting or just because it's just, it just does. Mm-hmm. Another experiment. Try to yeah. Something that's not pumpkin before bed, see what happens, and then try the pumpkin. Well, I have other things before bed sometimes, too, and I haven't had an issue, but the pumpkin one is very vivid. Interesting. I wonder why that is. Maybe it's all the magnesium putting me to sleep, you know, nice and relaxed, and it's like, boom, your mind can actually activate. Hmm, maybe. That's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I find I use like a, I use pumpkin seeds a lot in practice for their zinc content, um, especially because around the fall is there's so many pumpkins around. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's perfect time for for pumpkin seeds and it's a perfect time to help your immune system with all that zinc so mm-hmm. I tend to wear them a lot for that but I didn't think about like the the sleep component that's interesting like if you have it during the day because I do like it as a protein powder it's pretty tasty I mean it turns your smoothie a bit more green but aside from that I generally like it a lot better than the other things, but I tend to save that one for when I really need sleep. Um, it's great. And I know you can get pumpkin seed oils for like salad dressings and stuff like that. I got one that is like, you know how you can get hemp seed oil, flax and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. The a cold press and more like medicinal version of it. Mm-hmm. I have one with pumpkin seed oil, which is great for smoothies as well and for just topping off my dressings. But you can also get like this really nice roasted pumpkin seed oil for like any special <laughs> uh, thing you want to glaze or um, on any salads. It is delicious. Totally delicious and I highly recommend. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever tried a pumpkin seed oil. I will. I will give you some. So, I have plenty of oils. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, I do like pumpkin seed butter, though. Mm, yes, it's so expensive, but so good. Mm-hmm. It is. However, I know how to make the butter, so I can teach you how to make the butters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many? How many pumpkin seeds do you use to make the butters? I usually go about a cup for all the nut butters and seed butters that I make just to like try to get a same consistency. It's not always the same thing, but like give or take, it fills the container. Mm. So a cup would give you like a cup of, of the butter? A little bit less because um, when you're filling up the cup, there is air in between the seeds. Oh, uh, yeah. So when you actually like pass grinding down and turn them into a more buttery consistency, you get probably like half a cup. Okay. But I don't want to make too much, although it preserves great in the fridge. I still don't like making too much because um, the oils that are released will, you know, go bad really quickly and people won't eat it as often. Because I don't want to add sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just like keep that in mind that when you are making it, if you're going to be using it for like baking or something else or everybody in your house eats it like, I don't know, really like by the spoonful, yeah, go ahead and make a lot more. But if not, try to keep it to a smaller amount. I mean, yes, it takes a bit of time to make. I think like three minutes max, maybe. Three depending minutes? on the strength. It depends on the strength of your blender. Okay. That it could take less. That doesn't sound too bad at all. 
no, I know. But like people are like, oh, I've been standing there for three minutes with a blunder on. I'm like, I know. <laughs> what, what do you want me to say? Use that time to meditate. Exactly. <laughs> and that's three minutes, right? Not three zero? Three minutes, not 33. Oh, God. Yeah, that doesn't... Like, cashews take less than a minute because they're so soft. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe if you didn't have, like, a high-powered blender, it might burn out the engine. Um, If you have a food processor, it usually works. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of, like, why three minutes would be such an issue. Don't know. Depends on the nuts and seeds that you're using. And sometimes you do have to add a little extra oil. I personally use warm coconut oil, but. Nice. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. But back to like the benefits. Uh, we were looking at, I think we're talking originally about the antioxidants, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think any fruit or vegetable is high in antioxidants. For the most part, yes. So pumpkins, I feel like, are are among that, too, and that's where a lot of their benefits come from. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they have a lot of fiber as well, which is great for the digestion. Mm-hmm. And all those A, C, and E vitamins are great for eyesight. Yes. And immune I mean, system. Yes, the immune system. Mm-hmm. And there's just, like... Like in the pumpkin, you can eat so much of it and like you're getting you're getting fiber just from like the the pumpkin flesh itself, but if you also eat the seeds and I don't know, I find if I roast the seeds on my own, I'll mm-hmm. I'll eat the the shell too, which I feel like is even more fiber. I, I honestly, I feel like we're back to the whole, it depends on the pumpkin, because mm-hmm. I had some that, like the larger seeds, like that, I love when I don't have to eat the actual shell for those ones, because the seed is so soft on the inside, but then there are other ones where I love eating the the shell. Okay, yeah, that's true. So I don't know, I mean, yes, I do enjoy eating the shells for some of them. But then there's the other ones that the, they're just so big and then you just crack them open. And aside from the sound being super satisfying, <laughs> the seed is so soft and it's like, yes. Ooh. I need to try more pumpkins is my take home message so far. I think for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I think I, like seed-wise, I've only really... I mean, I've tried roasting squash seeds before, but they're usually pretty small and not, not super satisfying. Mm. Usually I'll do that when I don't have a pumpkin around. No, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Um, I got a pumpkin that's kind of like the ghost ones that we were talking about. It's orangey though. So according to the uh, farm, oh yeah, the farm that we were talking about is close to my house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I got it from there, and they said that What's it the is... What's farm again? Lindley? I think so. Yes. Lindley Farm and Market. Okay. But um, 
according to them, that pumpkin can be like the squash, the regular like butternut squash. And I was like, ooh, I want to try. But they also had like, I mean, they had the uh, Brussels sprouts and you know how they come off of a stick. They had a pumpkin similar to that. And I was very tempted to buy it, but my parents were like, no, no more pumpkins for you. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I've never seen, I've never seen pumpkins on a stick, but I feel like I've only ever really seen pumpkins in a field. Like I've never grown pumpkins myself. I tried this year, and um, apparently there's a difference in the flowers that come out. There's the male flower, and there's the female flower. Mm. Um, we started called zucchini then. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, all the, all the flowers that kept falling off, we kind of just collected them and ate them. Because in Mexico, you eat the pumpkin flowers. But okay. at this point, I don't know if it's like zucchini flowers, but if they look like the flower, I eat it. <laughs> yeah, as as you should. We had a butternut squash, and the flowers were like ginormous. Yes, uh, they are. Yeah, and those are like perfect stuffing flowers. I never stuff them. I generally like we we chop them up. We add a bit of jalapenos, onions, garlic, and you just like saute them real quickly, oh. and you can make it into a taco. Oh. Yeah. That sounds good too. Uh, I usually stuff them because my that's what my nana does. She's like, those flowers need to be stuffed. <laughs> Accurate. They do. Well, next year we're just gonna have to swap recipes. Although my vine kind of died. It got like really moldy, so I got really sad and I got nothing else from it. Oh. Yeah, my mm. butternut squash, we only got one butternut squash. But I was like, hey, at least we got one with all those. It had so many flowers, but we just got one. Same, but mine just gave me, I, they were all male flowers. I was like, what is wrong with you? I wanted a pumpkin. Mm. But that's okay. I'll try again next year. It was part of a mystery pod, as I called it, because I had them all in a little, all the seeds in little uh, eggshells. And oh. somebody dropped them all. And I did it. I lost, like, you know. Oh, no. Yeah. So I didn't know which one was which anymore. So I grabbed a couple pots and I just put them in the pot. And I was like, you're mystery pot one, you're mystery pot two. Let's see what happens. So I got cucumbers in one. And apparently I got a pumpkin in the other. Oh. Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I would, none of us knew what was growing. And half the stuff that was growing were like, it could be a weed. But it could be something else. (laughs) I don't know. See, this is my struggle with the garden because every time something new starts growing, I'm like, wait, I want to see what it is. I want to see what it is. And then by the time it like becomes what it is, I'm like, well, now it's too big to take out. Right? Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. It's exciting seeing the surprises that come in the garden. I'm pretty sure one of them was corn, but it looked like a weed and I waited and I waited and my mom's like take it out and I was like but it looks like corn and she's like take it out I'm like okay (laughs) yeah my mom's the same way she's like you need to get rid of these weeds I'm like but but we don't know what it is and then I always use the Winnie the Pooh quote 
Weeds are flowers too, once you get to know them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, I feel like my mom and I make a good gardening team because if it was left to me, the entire garden would just be overgrown and I, I don't know what's growing in it at some point. Mm -hmm. And if left to her, it's like kind of everything's got its perfect place. Mm -hmm. so between the two of us, I think we have a good balance. I, I have a small garden now, but like I'm hoping to get rid of some of the plants that are there. I don't like that I have a lot of um, pines nearby, which makes the soil very acidic. Mm. So I'm like, mm, I don't know what I can actually grow. I feel like tomatoes like acidic soil. Maybe. Maybe. We'll test it out. Because I have the same thing. We have a whole bunch of cedar trees, which might not be as acidic as pine, but we have cedar trees nearby. And usually in the spring, the entire bed of soil is all of the dead leaves from the cedar trees. Mm. By the way, I do have a maple now, so we can tap that. Oh! Oh, that's exciting! Mm -hmm. Yes! When's maple syrup season again? Like now, I think. Is it? But like for actual, uh, like, water is spring, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I mean for actually collecting the maple syrup. I or think it's around, it starts around now. I think, hold on, let me look at the Elmira Festival. Is it? I I feel like it's closer to the spring. Oh, no, it's freezing when we go up there. Oh. I don't know. Maybe you might be right. Yeah, I feel like I, I always pay attention to when it is because I'm like, I'm going to go this year and then I never do. I've but been there a few times, but I like stopped going because you're literally freezing. I think it's like right, right at the end of winter. So it Yes, was, it's early April. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... It would still be cold then, usually. Mm-hmm. For, for next year, it's in March. Mm. So, there you go. But back to the pumpkins. <laughs> I mean, clearly we love pumpkins, but maple syrup is, is key here. Well, you can have maple syrup with pumpkins. Yes, that's how I bake. Mm-hmm. And you can make really nice soups with, like, squash or pumpkin. Add in some apple and maple syrup. Ooh, I've never done that in a soup. I had it last year. Um, I think we went to get the Honeycrisp apples and somebody was handing out a recipe. And I was like, I don't know about this. It's a sweet soup. Let's try it. And I am starting to like sweet soups. I've been trying a lot of other soups and they're not as savory. And I'm like, huh, you're not bad. Like I had, I made one not too long ago with a pumpkin. It had vegetable stock, pumpkin, puree. It had like garlic and onions. You can add vegetables as well. And then you add, well, I added molasses, but you add molasses for, for sweetness. You add cumin, you add salt, pepper, and a hint of cayenne. And I was like really curious as to what, this whole mix was going to taste like. I think it has ginger too. 
probably does. It was really good. It was super good. Hmm. That sounds like something I want to try. I will send you the recipe. Thank you. No problem. But yes, when you buy pumpkins, especially if you're going to get like the canned ones, make sure it says pumpkin puree, not pumpkin pie or whatever else they might say because you want the can that says just in the ingredient section, 100% pumpkin puree. Yes. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And you can use that for anything, like we were saying right now. For soups, you can use it for baking, make really yummy stuff for them. Or simple, like, quick treat is you grab the canned pumpkin. You can add cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger powder. So it's like a raw pumpkin pie in a way. And drizzle a little bit of, like, honey, maple syrup, molasses, whatever you want to add a uh, sweetener. And that's good. Other people actually add Greek yogurt and cacao powder to make, like, a chocolatey yogurt drink. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't like just to make the smoothie, but you know. Yeah, I remember when I was in school, one of my one of my friends would like her go-to dessert would like quick go-to dessert would just be pumpkin puree, cocoa powder, and I think maybe she put some coconut oil in there too and maybe some maple syrup. And I'm like, yeah, that's like so easy to just blend those things together if you have them on hand. Not even like you use a blender. You just whisk it with a fork and boom, you're done. Exactly. Yeah. If you want a sweet dessert and no cleaning pretty much, there you go. Yeah, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. And we were living in residence at that time too. So Yes. if you could have a meal where you didn't have to try and do dishes afterward and compete for the sink. Perfect. Exactly. So like definitely try out different recipes. It would be fun. And I will link you guys to that website we were talking about. It has all different pumpkins. Like I think they grouped them in like really big ones, like red, orange, white, something and so on and so forth. But underneath each one, you will see like, like a little blurb about different pumpkins that fall under that category. It will tell you about what it should look like, um, if it's edible or not. I mean, don't expect a lot of detail. And some of them you do get a lot of detail and others not so much. For example, the pumpkins for good cause are the whitish pink looking ones. So this one's called porcelain doll pink. That one tells you the shape, how uh, the the ridges, or as they call them, ribs, how deep they should be, if the flesh is like shiny, dull, or the color, and then it tells you if it's edible or not. So in this one, it says that it's edible, it's sweet, and it's great for pie, soups, and gourmet pumpkin recipes. So that one gives you a lot more, but check it out. I mean, Felicia and I were looking at some of them, and it was great. The names, like cheese pumpkin? Yeah, yeah, cheese pumpkin got me excited, especially since on Halloween I made a cheese dip in, I think it was, I think the pumpkin I used was probably like the sweetie pie pumpkin, it seemed like that. Mm -hmm. But next time I'll make a cheese dip in a cheese pumpkin. I know, I'm excited for that already. (laughs) Either that, you know what, we're just going to go look for one and make one. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pumpkins are still around, even though Halloween's over. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't know about the green pumpkins, like the fairy tale and the green striped kusha, I think it's called. But like the way they're describing how they're edible, I'm like, yes, yes, please. Yeah. I think I'm just going to use that article that you found as my guide to pumpkin tasting. I was actually talking to somebody and they said that the warty pumpkins are the best, sweetest tasting ones they have ever had. And I'm like, really? And when I'm looking at some of the stuff that says that some of them have like sweet potato and apple taste. And I'm like, ooh. That's it. It's time to do a pumpkin tasting. With all the yep. Pumpkins. Literally, we're going to just go like, I collect some pumpkins, you collect some pumpkins. Let's do this. Yes. <laughs> that sounds perfect. That sounds like the perfect Halloween party. Pumpkin tasting. Oh my god, next year. Next year, that's what we're going to do. Perfect. Oh, I'm, I'm excited already. I'm going to start doing my pumpkin research even more now. Starting this year to be ready for next year. Exactly. Oh my god, we should assign everybody a pumpkin. Yeah, or everyone just brings a pumpkin already. Like, you have to try and identify. Well, that might be really hard. That's why you assign them a pumpkin, and then they get the pumpkin. I mean, we can all cook it together, but, like, they at least, you know that everybody's going to have a different pumpkin. Yeah. I like. And we can make sure it's an edible one, not a, you know, really hard one. That's true. Or even if it's a hard one, that might make it more fun. (laughs) <laughs> it takes forever to cook trust me the little white one took like hours <laughs> the poor person who gets that one <laughs> this one even tastes good <laughs> i think i think we can end it there i mean if you guys know any great pumpkins that you want us to try or any recipes you want to share let us know clearly we are pumpkin fanatics along with ginger fanatics but send it our way them go together so they do go together and i love cinnamon so it's a great mix it is a great mix Mm -hmm. and we'll be back next time to talk about forgiveness and love with onise you can rate comment and follow us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcast from you can also donate to our podcast on our coffee page medicine in the kitchen all together as so it's ko-fi.com slash medicine in the kitchen invite your friends to join our community and improve their health you can follow us on our social media sweet nutritionista and felicia senza nd we'll be posting as often as we can thank you for joining us see you next time Bye.